2: This is Playing Around with Paige Renee.
3: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. We have Pro Tour and our second favorite, Josh. I mean, <laughs> a little bit of a letdown after Josh Dumel, but we're happy to have you here.
2: You guys gotta stop inviting Josh's because I'm just gonna go down the list lower and lower and lower.
4: Well, also, like, I literally have a bun in my hair. I'm wearing like a triple XL like shirt. Like, that alone just shows my ex- the, the level of Josh's that I'm trying to impress in my life, you know? Sorry, I'm, Josh. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: trying, I'm trying not to get offended. I don't think I, <laughs> you know, he's hey, look, the funny thing is, I listened to the podcast and you guys, I'm sorry, but you were gushing. There was not real sh- sh- like crisp talk, there was gushing.
3: I mean, if you have Hands Josh down. Mel looking back at you, you're you're going to uh, kind of gush all over him, too. It was hard. Like, he'd smile, and I'd be like, oh, what was my next question? What do I do? <laughs> what do I, I have- know.
4: <laughs>
3: I just kept sitting back being like, Paige
4: has this, because I literally don't think I could utter, like, three words out of my mouth besides, I love you.
3: I know, usually when I am, like, struggling through an interview, I can always count on Tori to, like, bring it in with some good questions, and I, I, like, pause for a second, and I just look down at Tori, and she has this huge smile across her (laughs) face, and the first time she talks is, yeah, I'm single. It didn't happen like that. It was very
4: natural. Thank you very much. He asked me why I don't have babies, and I I really should have just asked, like, okay, when did you have babies? Because like guys never have to stress about that, and my eggs start dying now. Like I don't need to talk about how I should be having babies because I understand. And then it just turned out to well, instead of saying I'll have your babies, I just said, well, I'm single.
2: I single <laughs> pussy. I heard the whole thing, but one could argue that maybe he was gushing a little bit at you two as well, because, I mean, that guy was not Mr. Smooth. He wasn't, you know, there was some stuttering or pausing too. So, hey, maybe you guys turned him.
3: I, I think but, um, it was more he was fireworks. Like, yeah, these girls are idiots, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even talk. But, okay, first off, how was everyone's Thanksgiving?
2: Oh it's, it's a, it's long, it's a long story. And I, how was yours?
3: (laughs) Um, it was the first Thanksgiving that I didn't have a Thanksgiving meal. It was a little weird this year, obviously with COVID. So my mom and dad went to Colorado to visit my sister and they As you guys heard from the episode With my sister uh, She has a one year old And my dog Nico is Crazy he's really high energy High anxiety and we didn't Know how he was going to be with the baby so we all decided that I would just stay home with the dog because I didn't want to put oh my, my dog. gosh well I didn't want to put I didn't want to board my dog during Thanksgiving I'm like he would know like that we abandoned him on a family holiday oh
4: <laughs> no I know oh, I know no. you're I know. literally opting out of family time because you didn't want to have a babysitter come in and watch
1: your dog
3: I don't trust other people with my dog he has little quirks and he's he's a little bit weird and so I we just I've never done that before the only people who watch my dog are my parents my parents were obviously able to do that and so we just made the executive decision that I would just stay here with my dog and I didn't want to cook a whole Thanksgiving feast for myself um so I made crab legs and I bought a pumpkin pie from Costco and I called it a night
4: Oh my gosh, I put my, I put my hands to my face because I thought she was going to be like, I got the, like, the thanksgiving base like, peas and turkey, baby food, and yams, and babies because like, literally you could, you actually could. Like, babies eat Thanksgiving meals, and I just realized that, so I put my hands to my face, and I was like, please don't say it. Please don't say <laughs> it. A little, t- little <laughs> tasting platter of all my baby food. <laughs> yeah. Lighting,
2: light up the jars.
4: You're like, put it in the microwave for a couple seconds. Let's spice things out.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh. So it could have been worse, but it wasn't that bad. It was actually kind of nice. I feel like I love Thanksgiving and I love family holidays, but I think it can also be very overwhelming for a lot of people with your families together, and a lot can go bad really fast. So it was nice to just watch some Harry Potter movies, have my crab legs, play with my dog, and that was it.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm the I'm the example of how it could go bad because we had uh, we went up to the mountains way, way, way up near Oregon. And it's just this four bedroom ranch. And we had three full families with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids, four dogs. And it was an it was just mayhem. The whole it just time.
3: sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I
4: feel like it that's how a- things are supposed to be.
2: It's was there a burnt
4: of- turkey, or was the turkey a success? I feel like that describes your whole Thanksgiving.
2: No, the 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 meal was a success, but oh my god, like it was cold and it, and it actually snowed for a little bit, but but all the kids were like whining about it and not going outside, so we were all sh- in the house and it was just too much, and they all want things, and then the Wi Fi is breaks down. It's like it's like because <laughs> there's beer. it was a mess. It was a mess, but the 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 food was great. Well,
4: that's good. You guys, At least the food was you guys. Good. You guys are going to be shocked at um, my
2: Thanksgiving. I bet I bet we could try and guess.
3: I, it was probably surrounded by a bunch of famous people because Tori only really knows famous people. <laughs> that is not true at all. What <laughs> if I was like, Chris showed up?
4: <laughs> Josh, why did I just say Chris? I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't even know who Chris is.
2: <laughs> Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. You were part of a group of adopted family where it's all cool young 20 somethings at a beach in i want to say malibu um and you guys uh had mimosas and champagne and turkey sliders
3: like a friend like a chic friendsgiving
2: totally (laughs) totally
4: nope i watched the (laughs) phil mickelson Charles (laughs) Charles Barkley,
3: <laughs> Capital One match, baby. Had oh you God. fooled? <laughs> well, that was the day after Thanksgiving, so we know you yeah. definitely did not watch that.
2: Did, did not do that. <laughs> did not do that. No,
4: I did. And here's what went on my 2021 goals. Are you ready for it? That's I'm how ready. much I completed this year. I've already set goals. Or at my Thanksgiving, I already set goals for next year. I want to have Phil Mickelson's calves. <laughs> they are pretty Those, nice. They're pretty shapely. I need a tutorial on how to get Phil Mickelson's caps.
2: He gives it. You could just just follow him. He gives it. He does all his exercises online.
3: Oh, okay. Well, that was easy. <laughs> but let's definitely talk about the match. So the day after Thanksgiving, they had the match. It was Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley versus Steph Curry and Payne Manning. Phil and Charles Barkley ended up winning four and three. They raised a lot of money. so They ended up raising four or five point four. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I'm <gonna> say four point five. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> Add it to the list. Numbers are also bad. Uh, five point four million dollars. So it was a success from that standpoint. I thought it was okay. I'm gonna preface this. The first part of it was better than the last part of it. But I think with the celebrity matches, that there's just it's just too long. I think maybe they need to do like a nine-hole match and maybe more in the beginning with like the pre-show or do like 14 holes. But 18 holes is just way too long. Towards the back nine, the guys were getting tired. They didn't really seem as into it. Also, I think I feel so bad for Steph Curry and Peyton Manning because Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley did not shut up. Like they <laughs> constantly were talking Twenty four seven, and it, it was just a little much, in my opinion.
2: I think I think Phil sort of had his first moment of like, you know, how we've been talking about how Phil's coming coming up and doing all these things and getting getting ready for whatever the next in his career. I think Phil stepped up to this. I actually thought that he he might have talked too much, but he kind of, in my opinion, kind of saved it. Like I'd now have the page filter when I watch these things, which is again, like I've said, you've ruined it for me. And that it was, and I was thinking to myself, I was like massive dad joke. This whole thing was a massive dad joke. And, um, and it was a massive dad joke. I wrote sponsored by Ford, PXG, coffee, Nike, capital one, Callaway. Like it was a, it was a whole thing. I, I totally agree. Nine holes would be fine or I thought maybe like it started maybe instead of having Shaq virtual, why not have Shaq there? Why not have like, why not have a couple more guys? Maybe, maybe it's a round robin or maybe they're all just following. Maybe it's a small gallery, but that, that, that was, that piqued my interest a little bit when Shaq's given, given it, but, but no one can beat Barkley. He has an answer for everything.
3: Oh, he, (laughs) he's hilarious. And I'm surprised with how great his swing looked. I mean, everyone knows Charles Barkley for having that little hitch in his swing, being just a horrible golfer, and I think he actually proved a lot of people wrong by, I mean, hitting the first fairway, just striping it down in the center. It was was shocking to see him do that, but I'm happy for him. I didn't want it to be into this let's shit on Charles Barkley the whole time and, like, make easy jokes off of him, and, and it didn't. And the fact that he did hit some good shots, I thought that was – it was great to see him actually play, like, decent golf for, for him.
2: Right, but wait, 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 because I, I saw, and it wasn't on the show, but it was on another thing that you tweeted. What did you tweet about Charles Barkley being your he, partner?
3: I still stand by that. So I said <laughs> that <laughs> Charles Barkley would be my last – the, the last person I would ever want as a partner in alternate shot, which is still true. Alternate shot is one of the most difficult formats. And to rely on Charles Barkley to save me or hit a fairway or to hit a shot when I need him to hit a good shot or even like make a three-footer, four-footer, no I do not want Charles Barkley on my team and yes like he did play better and I was happy to see him play well but I don't want him on my team like that is stressful it's like okay sorry guys I missed the fairway at least I have Charles Barkley here to back me up no no one that has never been said in the history of ever like never ever so no I still stand by my tweet
2: but there's no but but see that was that would be the thing there's no pressure you're in cactus you're in the desert you're (laughs) in the bunkers like all you could do is look good on that one pg i actually think you should but but it actually brings me back to the the uh why i liked this a little better in that it was charles and phil i mean phil's known for making these outlandish shots you've said it a million times and and charles puts him in those positions so we got to see the like Shitty golfer play with the amazing shot maker, and I think that that's also another reason. I, I it, like I love Steph Curry. I think he's cool as fuck. I think he's one of the coolest guys on the planet. But and I think Peyton's really funny, and I loved him on Saturday Night Live. But I didn't care about those two. The game that I watched was Charles and 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 Phil.
3: But they didn't even have a chance to get a word in. I feel like <laughs> it was just the Phil Charles show, which was totally fine. But like you were saying, like Steph Curry is really cool. And I feel like that was an opportunity to bring so many people into golf. And he didn't play well. And we'll get into that in a second. But he didn't really have that many jokes or he didn't really seem to be enjoying it. And I don't know if it was because he wasn't playing well or it was because the spotlight was on Phil and Charles that he didn't feel like he he could stand out or let his personality shine but I I felt that that was kind of a missed opportunity. I wish they shared the spotlight just a little bit more to give a chance for those guys to you know make some witty remarks or to have some comebacks or really anything and it was there was nothing there for them And and again it could have been because they were both playing bad and they lost pretty badly. I mean they got whooped and everyone thought that they were gonna dominate.
2: Right. And I think part of that, well, first of all, thank God that they went four and five because that did cut the broadcast short when the, when the darkness was coming. But I think also, if you look at Barkley, Barkley has, hasn't talked shit on a a basketball court court for 20 years. Phil's now starting to, you know, commentate and be a lot more polished and a little bit more after the career. Whereas you're talking about Steph Curry could probably roast the shit out of those guys, but we, it's not made for TV. You know i mean imagine i mean he talks shit with lebron so i mean i think that maybe the seasoned veterans had were seasoned also in the in the tv presentation of it
3: yeah i mean it's hard to let your personality fly on national television when it's live and when you do shit talk usually it's not pg and i think that's where phil shines where he can make those dad jokes and that's what he does just all day long and he has that personality but After the match, a lot of people were questioning Steph Curry's handicap, so he is a plus one, and most people were saying that he was a five or six handicap, which was really frustrating. One, because a lot of people just don't understand the handicap system. A five, six is a lot worse than a lot of people realize. I think people, when you say, oh, I'm a 5'6 handicap, they think that you're shooting mid-70s, and that's not the case. You're shooting 83, 84. Steph's not shooting that. He's shooting low 70s, and he was playing back from the tips on desert golf. Desert golf courses, for people who haven't played, it's it mentally like really fucks you up because when you're on the tee box, all you see is a fairway and desert on right and left. And even though it could be a wider fairway – Just seeing the fact that if you miss the fairway, you're losing your golf ball really messes up your mind. And I, when I first came out in college to play at U of A, desert golf, my game really struggled because I just couldn't find my start lines, seeing the desert really messed me up, and I just like could not hit fairway. So I can see how we struggled there too. And then also playing in front of so many people, golf is the one sport that when you are under pressure your hands get tight, your shoulders get tight, you can't release the club, and you hit shots that you've never hit before. I mean, we saw DJ go 80-80 in a tournament. 80-80, and he's the Masters champion. I mean, it's unbelievable how golf can fluctuate from a guy shooting 62 one day, shooting 82 the next day. That's normal. And so it was frustrating to see everyone questioning Steph Curry's handicap.
2: I I, I think those guys, I I think it's lame. And I think Max Homa said something really cool like, about it like golf that's just golf some days yeah. you show up and and i mean look steph curry's he's got uh he, there's two courses that he's a member of in the bay area that i've played and i've actually seen him on the courses they're ridiculously hard he's made a cut i mean he's he's so legit so like i don't even want to spend any breath talking about the haters on his game because not only is he got the game but he looked so good dude he looked i wish i could look that good Never have I ever looked that good.
3: I wish that more guys on tour would take fashion risks the way that Steph Curry did just for that one match. I mean, it might not be your uh, preferred style, but the fact that he just looked cool on the golf course is something that we don't really see. And for him to have such a bold print, I would love to see some of the young guys coming up take that risk to do something different.
4: Um, He wore a hoodie. He wore Thought that hoodie. wasn't allowed. <laughs> thought that wasn't allowed. That's actually one of those
2: unwritten rules. Yeah. Tank it. It was like a tank top, but a jacket. Yep. I mean, but (laughs) even his logo is cool. Everything about him is cool. So like the presence of him at that, at at the match three, I think was a positive. I think you're right. I think we should have, but you can't pull anything out of Steph Curry. Like he's, he's so guarded against media. I mean, he's been, you know, three-time NBA champion. Like he, he had to come or he didn't, but he he had cool demeanor.
3: I think overall it was a success. It was interesting to watch. It was fun. The banter was good. I think every time they're getting a little bit better. Um, I, I Going into it, I wasn't sure if I was going to like the celebrity format again. I think we, we keep seeing it so many times, but I, I agree. I think they keep getting better at it. And it was fun. And that's all we could ask for. But Tori, I want to ask you as someone who isn't into golf, and I've now forced you to watch, you know, PGA Tour events. And did you prefer this compared to watching like a normal golf tournament?
4: Oh, 1000%. I loved um, actually the narration by like Andre Iguodala.
1: Because that's like a
4: teammate. So he was like roasting Steph. I had no issues with Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson having that much dialogue because it was like the person who's not really good at golf versus the person who is so it was just like great polarizing content like when Phil was like shoot 70 and then it was he was actually supposed to do 65 and then he was like my bad it was just like <laughs> those are the things you want to see is like Phil Mickelson kind of like screw up as a coach yeah and Saqu or sorry not Saquon. Wow, well what is going on with me right now <laughs> Charles Barkley um like he was like oh why didn't you tell me 65 like it was just like good dialogue I actually really enjoyed it but I did have one question and I don't know if I missed this why did they have um Pete or why did Pete Manning wear Georgia hat in the beginning
2: oh he wore um he I don't know if you noticed he changed hats every yeah but
4: was why would Um, he wear Georgia did he lose a bet
2: Was it, I'm not sure, I don't know. Um, But he was changing all uh, historically black colleges and university hats, I think is what he was doing.
3: Yeah, so Uh, he had a a different hat on almost, I mean, every other hole or every hole. I wasn't keeping up with it. I was too focused in on Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley and trying to keep (laughs) up with their dialogue.
4: (laughs) But George is like his rival school. So I was like, oh, I wonder why he's wearing that. Like, did he lose a bet that we didn't, we didn't see or whatever but then he kept changing hats but I was just confused
3: yeah I there was I will say there was so much going on and I think next time they can kind of figure out, like, what the storyline is going to be and then maybe put more attention on that because, like, they would kind of start a conversation and then they would drift off into something totally. else that someone else was saying. And so, like, the hats, for example, if that was a bigger story, like, let's let's really hit on that and make sure everyone knows, like, what he's doing, what's going on. And it could have been and we just, you know, obviously could have missed it. But next time, I, I hope that they kind of, like I was saying, focus in on one storyline, focus on that, make sure it's good. Um, I, I'm going to say this, too. I really hope that they do a men-women celebrity match at some point. I think that's really important. Um, It could be an LPGA player, a PGA Tour player, but I I do think they need to have some women mixed in there. And I I just think it would be really good and really entertaining. A lot of those girls have a big, bold personality, and I think they would really bring it because they're like, this is my chance to show everyone what we got, and I hope that that's a move in the future.
2: I, again like with the, I I totally I totally agree. You could throw a, a, a mixed bag of four, right? You could have an LPGA, a PGA, an athlete, and an actor or whatever. And you could have four and four, alternate shot, uh scramble, whatever. You can cut it, edit it, whatever. But if you get that, more people like Iguadala, like like Tor, Tori said, um, he was hilarious. He should He's have been awesome. there.
3: He's Shaq
4: awesome. Shaq should
2: have, Shaq should have been there. They should have been there because watching them on a screen. So just like, meh, nah, meh, nah. but I um, didn't mind it. I really uh, didn't mind that. I, well, I think,
3: I, I think in like COVID era, obviously that that's kind of like the best they could probably do to But I I agree with what you're saying, Josh. It's like, let's bring more people in. It, it's hard to say, because I said that we need more women in these events, but I, I really hope that Michelle Wee gets better at commentating um, she didn't really do a great job at the masters and then she also kind of struggled through this as well and I don't know if this is just something that like she's not cut out to do because it is a very very difficult job and not a lot of people do it well um, but anytime she kind of adds something it's just not I don't really laugh or I don't think it's that I, I don't know I there's just something that's like kind of off when she's doing this commentating
2: you know you know what it reminded me of and I and I've I had the same thought about Michelle. Wee and remember when you had your podcast with money, Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt money. And he said something that was so interesting to me. And that was maybe you're just not that interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and That's, I'm sorry, that,
3: honestly, that sticks with me. So yes, I remember exactly when he said
2: that. <laughs> yeah. I loved, I love that because <laughs> look, I mean, if you look at all the men in, in sports radio and yes, it's been a men's world forever those guys aren't the best of the best. Michelle, we was at one point top of the game, right? So that was her pedigree. So she, yes, she has a following and she wants to get involved. You know, the best golfers out there are not broadcasting right now for any network, you know, Trevor em- Emmerman won a master's, won a British yeah, when the up. Masters, but but, but but it's like
3: we need more women though, and I think there are a lot of women who could easily take that role. It's just, and, and maybe it's just her delivery, and this is something that I really struggle with too. Is that I don't have the best voice, and so I need to go through vocal training because my delivery just doesn't sound as good, and that could also be kind of her issue too. It's you go through training a lot. This is people's jobs, like they you don't just wake up one day. You're like, I'm going to be a broadcaster and I'm going to do commentating. I mean, people work day in and day out to get the right delivery and work on their voice. And it's a hard job. And sometimes I just don't think they should always just throw, you know, athletes who are good at what they do into that role. I think you can get someone who's a little bit better, who would add a lot more.
2: I, okay. So I do have some footing to speak of this with, with, with commentating and with voice and narration. And I've taken all the classes I've done a lot of voiceover. I've host, I've uh, narrated shows and things like that. And I would disagree. I think what's happened is that the men and the Jim um, Nance and the and the the standard the standard bearer of sport of golf commentating has been cemented, so that anyone coming in is now trying to actually replicate them. I would yeah. disagree, and I would say that PG, you could do it because one thing I do I've always liked about you is that you you don't try to be something else. Unless Josh <laughs> Demel's on there, you don't try to be something else. And and what people want to hear is is honesty and real life. And I have been in massive like classes where it's just like, I don't believe you, so I'm not gonna listen. I don't believe you, so I'm not gonna listen. You have to believe it, you have to be yourself. And I just don't think Michelle Wee's the one for the job.
3: Yeah, I, I, I wanna, her to have more opportunity because, again, she's just been thrown into it and it's it's probably – she's nervous and stressful. So I think with more practice, she will get better. With me, I don't think I will ever really get a lot of opportunities to do stuff like this because I'm such a wild card. And when you are doing live TV – I think they want someone who's almost like a safe bet. They know that they're not gonna say anything that's too outrageous or too risque. And that's a problem for me. (laughs) I have no control over what I say. And that brings us to our next topic, uh, which is Greg Norman's dick. So we're gonna talk about that because I, (laughs) I saw this picture on Instagram. And first off, this is not a picture that was taken by paparazzi and it was floating around. Greg Norman posted this picture on his Instagram. Josh, have you seen it?
2: Yeah, but only because I follow you on Instagram. Okay, on on Twitter. On Twitter.
3: So I'm gonna send Tori the picture right now because we wanted to do a live reaction of
4: (laughs) so much anxiety. Oh
2: my god.
3: just
4: men and call me crazy don't send dick pics i have ptsd right now like i don't know i don't know if i want
3: to see this so it's it's not an actual dick pic well it is because i'll just send it to you
2: it reminds me of what's who was the guy was it was it naya was it chris brown someone someone did one of these things
3: so now we're calling him third leg greg we can also go i'm so scared look at her. i'm so scared i'm waiting
2: oh you're waiting waiting. i thought you saw it i thought you saw it
4: no it hasn't opened and it hasn't come to me yet
3: as you guys know greg the shark norman he's now the hammerhead Um, (laughs) instead of thor's hammer it's greg's hammer only the worthy will make it move (laughs) Did, Josh did you know that when Greg takes a knee high drop his dick touches the ground
2: you got any more
3: um, <laughs> Greg has 15 clubs in the bag you need to check oh! his woods because they might not be regulation <laughs> wait he's fit you know like when Derek Jeter would send out alleged gift baskets to all of his girls Greg Norman gives them a walking cane the next day <laughs> That's all I have.
2: <laughs> well, I think you totally could have commentated on the on the mattress <laughs> for that.
3: So, Tori, what do you think? what's your What's your live reaction of this picture? First thing,
4: abs.
3: The man's got abs. That's where my eyes went.
4: And then we look at at the at, at the schlong.
3: It's hot. It is
4: quite large. <laughs> And it reminds me a lot of Jason Derulo's.
2: That's who I was thinking of. That's who <laughs> yeah. I was thinking
4: of. Yeah. Like, did this get reported and taken down? I think Jason Derulo's did.
3: It's still up there. Even the dog is looking at it. He's like, is that my bone? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Mm. Oh, gosh. It, yeah. Okay.
2: All right, so question, question. Who
3: took this photo?
2: By the way, PG, if you got any more, I'd love to hear them. (laughs) They'll keep
3: coming, I'm sure.
2: Okay, good. Um, But I I have a question. Like, does that now immediately, yes, he's got abs, and yes, you like fit men, both of you, but does that immediately make Greg Norman more attractive?
3: Okay, I actually have a lot to say about this. I'll answer your question first, then I'll get into what I am talking about. So your immediate, your question is, is Greg Norman more attractive now, or do I view him differently because he has a huge hog? Yes. Yes. Here, why is it then, when a girl posts in a bikini and she has huge breasts, our first thought is to ask, is she a whore? And I got a lot of questions about this because people were like, okay, Paige, you talk about people objectifying your body. How can you make a joke about Greg Norman's body? Here's the difference. If a guy says, Paige, you have some fat, juicy titties, I'd be like, thank you very much. I think I do as well. If a guy was like, Paige, you have some fat, juicy titties, you're a whore, that's the line. No one looked at Greg Norman and said he's an attention whore. No one no one called him a whore everything around greg norman has been positive the comments about him having a big dick all positive if a guy has a big dick you automatically think that he's probably more successful he's better looking he's good in bed all of these things but when you see a a woman that has a voluptuous body you think she's a whore that's how it's different and guys don't understand that well
2: can i add something i am just
3: laughing at josh dying laughing
2: Dude, you, you just said fat, juicy titties out of nowhere, and I just, I mean. A lot I'm, happened. A lot know, happened. You I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold it down. I'm trying to be, like, respectful. And you're like, fat, juicy titties. And I just went, wow.
4: <laughs> it's the truth, I'm, though. No, but here's, here's the difference. I, I have your back a little bit, Paige, but also this. He's not, like one hand behind the head, like towel around the waist, basically showing off his, his little fella down there. Like he's just candid running on the beach and like playing with the dog. Like he's not like a girl, maybe like, who's like on the sand, like on her knees, pulling her bathing suit up to her, her boobs, like trying to be like sexy. Cause I feel like not saying that that should be a name calling either, but he's not like trying to show off his thing.
3: I disagree with that because he saw the picture, his, his dick is visible. You can clearly yeah, see his dick. It he, is. He posted it himself on his own account. If this was a picture that was taken by paparazzi and then circulated around the web, that's different. He said, I look good in this picture, I'm posting it, and you know the reaction you're going to get. When I post a picture, when I have cleavage, I know people are going to comment on that. It's the exact same thing. He knew that his dick looked huge, and so he was going to post it. He knew the reaction, and I'm going to flip it around because guys say this to me all the time. You you deserve it if you're posting that. If, if, if you are going to put that out there, you know you're going to get that reaction. Again, it's always positive, though, when people talk about men's bodies like you said wow he has really great abs he must be in shape a girl posts a bikini picture she has great abs people go you're an attention whore and they don't say what's your what's your workout like or wow you have a really nice body it's always negative it always turned negative
2: well i, I i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna even take it a step further with norman not only do you was that completely intentional and so, uh, like tor i think it's subtle enough for people to maybe trick themselves into thinking that but look we are also he was on the ocean and cold water has shrinkage so (laughs) he had done some work to get that like I don't care who you are you're not that in cold water you're never you're not that big so I'm saying completely intentional like PG but I will argue that Paige there are two to five different kinds of guys and a lot of guys buy the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated because they love to look at beautiful bodies. A lot of people, a lot of people follow you because they look like to see a beautiful body. And they're not all calling you a whore. Not all of them.
3: No, no, no. And I think that's what I'm trying to say is when, because people say, why? do you get upset about it? And I say, I only get upset when people cross that line. I have no problem when people comment on my body. I am very self-aware of why some people do choose to follow me and I have no problem with that. I very clearly flaunt my body. I have no problem with that. Like I said, when someone would say something about my body, again, that's totally fine when it's done in a way that's like funny or joking or they're just being nice. But it's when they cross that line, when they make... They, they, what's the word I'm looking for? They make an assumption based off of what my body looks like. That's when it's wrong and that's what I don't like. But I have a really good sense of humor and I think people have seen that where you can pretty much say whatever you want about my body and I'm going to laugh it off and I'm going to be okay with that. Just like you, Greg... Norman seems to be okay with it as well. One thing that was also really annoying too was that I made a joke about it just like every other golf account and a lot of people were just attacking me and saying that it was wrong that I do it. And that's really something that has been getting on my nerves lately. It always has, but especially more now is that I'm very limited to to what I can do based off the reactions that I get. For example, if I comment on a male's picture say he is a celebrity or an athlete and he's playing golf and I comment on it and it could be something very innocent all the comments down below are you're thirsty you want his dick you want this you want him all that stuff but I just I just want to maybe connect with them to create better golf content just like any other golf influencer out there trying to create content and I can't do that I can't maintain or create relationships with these guys without people thinking that i want a relationship with them or i want to hook up with them and i can't even make a joke about greg norman's dick without people you know saying such horrible things to me and it's like i just want to you guys tell me constantly to lighten up and to not take things so seriously and then i do that and then you're on me about it so it's it's really hard to know like what i can do and what i can't do
2: you can't you can do it and you should do it and you should keep doing it because let me tell you something. We, we all we've talked about the trolls and the creeps and all of that stuff for a long time but if you keep doing this and you keep being yourself and i thought it was funny hammerhead was a funny tweet listen you just keep doing it and that's gonna that you're gonna have it but it's gonna get less you're gonna find more people that are fans i mean this podcast is an, another way for you to do that you're gonna find more a lot of guys like a woman that can talk shit like that it's Just keep doing it. Just don't stop doing it. Don't stop doing
3: it. Well, I think I also need to do a better job instead of saying all men, some men do this because it's not all men who say these things or do these things. It's just a small group of guys that are (laughs) rude online and say these horrible things. And we're going to get into that later when it comes to uh, the first female kicker, which created quite a stir. So we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll get back into more sports talk because there are a lot of headlines this week. But again, I just want to say it's not all men, it's just some men. So thank you to all the good guys out there who, who have a sense of humor and, and can laugh about this stuff and don't take things so seriously. I appreciate you all. <laughs>
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club. Okay, Tori, we have some breaking news.
4: We do. Okay, so our poor 49ers are homeless. And they now are going to be playing in Arizona for the next two games as of now. They said that they're still uh, figuring out the logistics, but the Niners will quote-unquote host the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football, December 7th, and the Washington football team on December 13th in Arizona. Um, And they don't know where they're going to be practicing just yet, but they're thinking that they want to practice somehow in San Francisco and then fly for the games in Arizona, but that's still being figured out.
3: That doesn't seem great. Why don't they just stay here in Arizona and just do training here? That's a lot of foot traction.
2: Well, no, it's because it's of the families, right? It's all their families. So it's like, it's funny because they're, they're complaining about this. And I, look, I feel bad because San Francisco, uh, about a month ago, they were, they were already going to send kids back to school. They had had, they got COVID under control. The city for sure, but even the surrounding Bay Area, they had it under control. They were the best at, at it in California. So they had this whole thing whole, under, whole thing under control, and then it spikes, right? And no one can, can handle it. And it doesn't matter if you're a team or a doctor or a teacher or whatever, this thing goes nuts, and they can't do it. They just, they can't, they keep spreading. Everything keeps spreading. So the, the argument of going to Arizona for the whole thing is that they uproot everyone's family, all the logistics and everything.
3: Well, can't they just do like a two, three-week bubble here and they can train at one of the other facilities and the Cardinals can stay where they are, so at least that they're, they're separated. But this isn't just a San Francisco problem. The Broncos don't have a quarterback. The Ravens um. have been dealing with a lot of issues and it's been messing with my Steelers, who You're are Steelers. also dealing with some yep. COVID issues. So the NFL right now is... Going through it.
2: Yeah, all hail NBA even more now. I mean, I was we were all singing their praises when they got through that season, what they did, bubble, the, the money they put into it. Um, yes, it's a 12-man roster, which is not even close to a 50-person roster, but they did it, right? And they did it for the sake of entertainment, and they did it for the sake of safety. And I just think that the NFL has dealt with COVID the same way the country has which is some people are better than others at it, but everyone will suffer.
3: Well, that was the problem with the Ravens, why a lot of people were getting mad because one of the trainers didn't take proper precautions. And now a lot of them are, they have COVID. And that's where I'm really frustrated about it because you have one job. You literally have one fucking job and that's all you need to do. And they're getting paid maybe not the trainer but like the guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars this is no joke like you guys can sit home take care of yourself like do what you need to do and i'm sure the the football players are frustrated too that a trainer was careless and now it potentially could you know ruin the season i mean i just don't know what's going on i feel like they almost have to shut it down for a week or two weeks let everything just kind of Calm down, and then like get back to it.
2: Well, yeah, because your Steelers are supposed to play it tomorrow night, and that's been postponed twice, and now they don't even know. If, I mean, this is now there's no more bye weeks. There's no more. There's no more room for this. So they they're gonna have to do something. And look, trainers, coaches, starters, special teams. There's so many people, right? And, and it's a team, right? So many people are doing this. So many people are at are, are literally at risk. So I don't really like it doesn't really blow my mind that someone got COVID. It just doesn't. The precautions haven't been there and there's just accidentally got COVID. Well now you're on a team and now you're breathing with everybody else. That thing's gonna that thing's gonna spread.
3: Yeah. I I think I Fortunately, everyone's been pretty lucky where either they are asymptomatic or they've just been down just for like a little bit, but I just really hope that something, I just feel that if something really bad happens to one of these players, then everyone's going to start taking it really serious. And I just hope it doesn't get to that point. So we look back at in the beginning with the Titans and there were no consequences for their actions. And I feel if maybe they did lay down the hammer and was like, Oh, <laughs> Greg Norman's hammer.
2: Sorry. It's it's in your mind. It's
3: in my mind. It It burned into my mind.
2: It works, Greg. (laughs) Son of a bitch. It It works.
3: But it, it, maybe if they were like, okay, you have to forfeit this game or that's an automatic loss, then more teams would be taking it serious now instead of being like, oh, if we get sick, we get sick and it's a bye week or we'll get the week off, it's totally fine. If they know that's like, no, that's a loss game and you can't make that up, maybe people would be like, okay, like this is a real deal and this could ruin our season so we better take it serious.
2: Well, and to that, sorry, go ahead, Protor.
3: No, I mean, I was just going to say, let's
4: not forget, we had literally this exact same conversation with the MLB, and they still pulled off a World Series. <laughs> so let's not forget that this happened with the Dodgers, this happened with, what was the one team that, like, really was losing at in MLB? Miami. Yes, what? yes. The Marlins. And so it's like, it's just going to be a little rough. For quite some time with these teams.
3: But why does it have to be that way? I mean, you look at the NBA, and yes, they had to do a bubble and they had to make those sacrifices, but they handled it the right way. Now we're looking at the NFL and the MLB, which is the biggest joke, and we're like, how how can you not figure this out? How can't the commissioner figure this out? It's not that hard.
2: Well, and and also Pro Tour, the MLB did more than the NFL did. They actually no one had home games. I mean, so they were semi, they weren't completely sequestered, but they were semi sequestered um, with, with the playoff, at least with the playoffs. Right. And even then COVID hit, but I think that maybe this is a blessing for San Francisco because they're not going to, they're not going to lose any games. And maybe they are going to be sequestered in Arizona. Now, now they can lock it down for two to three weeks. I mean, if you tell a guy that worries about his family, that you're not going to get a paycheck for three weeks when you count on it, that, that's different. Maybe, hey, see you later. I'll see you in a month. And we can we can have our life still. We can pay for tuitions and insurance and cars and all of the whatever that is. So I think maybe this is a good thing for San Francisco. Um, sorry, you're on the road for four weeks. At least you're playing.
3: Yeah, could be worse. You could not have a quarterback. So they're <laughs> looking at... <laughs> It's been pretty funny. I mean, they're like, John Elway, the offensive coordinator. <laughs> they're like, are you going to play? Are you going to play? It's it's pretty crazy. I said Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite has been waiting for his chance to play. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like it. They're, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they don't have anyone. Anyone.
2: No, so they were trying to get the assistant coach to activate the assistant coach because at least the guy knew all the plays, right? And he's probably right. a former, former player of some sort. Um, So it's not only like, uh, like people are like, why can't they get a quarterback? They can't get a quarterback. No one knows the plays. We're in mid season and there's COVID. So this guy, this Kendall Hinton, pork, would you, would, would you, would either of you play the sport of your choice? Probably PG would be golf, pro tour volleyball in the highest form and have to go through it like, like what he did just to get to play. Like, let's say you get one one shot at the Masters, PG. Would you do what pe- poor Tim Boynton had to go through?
3: Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I would not do that because I would get all the comments that Sarah Fuller's getting after that one uh, kick.
4: That's literally what I was going to say, Paige.
3: I, it, I think that we're so used to seeing superhuman athletes do crazy things that we don't realize what a normal person would look like in their role and so you could get someone who has even played let's say at a collegiate level and they're they're strong and they're built and they're fast but there's still no you know NFL top quarterback I mean that is a completely different level and not only that but The linemen coming at you, it is, it would be in the speed and the strength and it is, they're the top 1% of the strongest, fastest, fittest guys in the world. And you put someone in there who like hasn't played in forever, he's going to get destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. You'd have to be insane to do that.
2: He was a salesman a week ago. And then now he's, now he's got 350 pound guys destroy and they hit the shit out of him did you see that i they know
3: well, it was I mean, a rough they're, game they're not gonna take it easy but oh gosh it's 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 funny they were like blake bortles should come back you have tim <laughs> tebow i mean they, the people that were tim trending
4: tebow. oh my gosh that would actually be like tim tebow would have a movie made after that
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh it, it's 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 looking pretty bad, but well, I mean, and, they're still doing it. They're still making it happen.
2: Well, and then, and then the saints had, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he was, he was first drew, D-
3: drew Brees. No,
2: no, no, no. The replacement. Oh, I'm- uh, what the blonde kid, um,
3: it's so funny that we're just like cycling down through all of the quarterbacks right now that you, I don't even know who was like second, third, fourth string. It's like us, the Steelers last year when we had to go all the way down to (laughs) our third string and we're like, well, this is it. And now everyone is having to deal with that this year.
2: Yeah. It was his first start. He ran the, he, they, they got the win, but he just ran the ball. He just kept running. He did. I mean, through probably four passes.
3: Oh gosh. Well, I mean, Steelers are still undefeated, so I <laughs> just had to throw that in hey. every single episode until they're not undefeated. I'm actually kind of hoping they lose a game pretty soon because I feel like it's a Steelers thing to go undefeated and then they they lose their first playoff game. So I hope they lose before we start the playoffs.
2: It's an everybody thing. I agree with you. I think that um, the Raiders actually did something nice in beating the Chiefs once because yeah. now they've got their now they've got their loss and they their perfect season. Forget all of that stuff. A perfect season is just going to mess with everybody. But man, th- didn't you think that the NFL was just really sloppy this week? I mean, there was so, it was just really, I thought it was really sloppy. A lot of interceptions, a lot of fumbles. I think that the NFL is in trouble right now. I think they got to do something.
3: Um, well, if you have a salesman playing quarterback, <laughs> it's concerning to turn into, like Little League.
2: <laughs> he, gets, he gets sacked and then says, hey, man, have you tried the new Honda Rav? You can come by the shop. <laughs> It's I'll give you sack. a
3: discount. <laughs> if you don't discount me or if you don't sack me, I'll give you a discount. <laughs> well new, t-
2: new tires in it for you, player. New tires. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we had another big football story this week. So Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in a college football game for the power five for a power five school. So it was a huge story, a lot of press. Um I wanna I wanna get your feeling on this before i drop my take
2: um haters are going to fucking hate and it's a goddamn shame and if you just step back and look at the situation for what it was i think it was a very good positive move that they were trying to make and i read the comments as well it was just unbelievable why didn't you get a male soccer player why didn't you get uh, you know, uh, there's there's ten guys that go to Vanderbilt that that could kick the ball from high school, or whatever. I thought it was just, it was unfortunate. It was bullshit. It shows the misogyny in not only sports but on social media, um, and everyone was like, it was a squid kick and all of that. It was a squib kick, and it's really easy to see if you look if you watch football at all or no soccer at all, which you know I I. I watch a lot of football i played a lot of soccer i coached soccer i coached high school soccer the way she kicked that ball she was not trying to put it into the end zone i could you, she didn't have a full kick i saw it i think she did her job i think it's a goddamn shame but at the end of the day it's now happened right so i'm glad for that i'm glad for, that it's now happened do i have a take on women in football maybe but we don't know, right? We don't know until it has to happen. And now at least it's happened. It just was unpleasant that it went down so bad.
4: Yeah, just to read some of the comments um, that once SportsCenter posted, it was, um, I will pray for a botch snap and see what happens. Any leaked nudes? gangbang in the locker room. Hope she gets tackled. I hope she gets creamed. I hope someone cleans her clock. Hope she gets hit out there. It's gonna be funny. Hope she gets broken in half. So I think that uh, it just like, it really does. I hate to be like it. It makes me sad because I just think we should ignore that altogether. I don't think that's the majority of people who who are excited about it. I think just the negative comments speak louder. Um, at the same time, if I am putting myself in. If I was playing volleyball and let's say we were down an outside hitter and a guy was like, I'll step up to the plate. I'd be like, "Okay, this is like a little weird just because having a guy step in and be in a a girl's team and it does kind of shake up chemistry. But like, I don't think that it's too big of a team to really if you're saying like chemistry wise or being out in the field and how that feels like I think this girl's a badass I think she did I think she did a great job to be honest like the nerves out there alone being against all those guys who are like six foot ten and like 500 pounds it's like her saying yes hands down is like the biggest thing you could ever admire in a human being going out on an all-male team a football field that's you think looks small TVs, massive once you get there, like all that stuff. I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, I kind of get why people are maybe like, Ooh, like this is like a little weird and awkward maybe, but at the same time, it's like, this woman's a badass.
3: Uh, You have to commend her for her bravery to step out on that field suited up. I mean, she, she did her job and she did it really well. She handled herself with so, so much grace in the press uh, with yeah. everything that she was faced those comments that I think when you read those comments I'm not even phased by it because that's just what I get every single day as a woman in sports and you just kind of have to take it brutal here so the head coach at Vanderbilt was fired the next day and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way too I almost feel like maybe he did it then as a publicity stunt because he knew he was going to lose his job and he was like well maybe I'll bring her in to uh, fill the spot but that's not true because they had no one else there the school Mm -hmm. was out no one else could be kicking for them they don't have a men's soccer team at Vanderbilt she was literally the only person and so she stepped up and she did her job part of me doesn't like men and women doing sports together I think that It almost makes women look weaker because no matter how good she did, it was never going to be up to the standard of what people would want her to do. She did a squib kick and she did it really well. And a lot of people say that that's one of the hardest kicks to do. And she executed it perfectly. Yes. She's getting Mm -hmm. blasted on social media because people don't think that she can kick it 20 yards. They're also saying that she did a squib kick because they didn't want her to do a normal kick because she didn't, they didn't want her to get tackled by a 200-pound, um, you know, six, seven guy, well, then she shouldn't be playing. If you can't play the game the way it's supposed to be played and people are protecting you, then I don't think that she should do it. I think it would have been a better look. Like, she's, she's built. She's strong. She's an athlete. She could have taken the hit. And the fact that they're saying, well, we had to do that because we, we didn't want her to get hit, was, I think it was a bad look.
4: Hmm
2: okay so look they the the season was done they were yeah. they they hadn't won a game um it, it's it's um she was a she's a soccer player that just clinched the southeastern conference right she was she's a, a stud she's like, a she stud. is so, an athlete i don't care if they protect her and she never gets hit like what what they're not they're not doing is hey let's try her out for next season they're not doing that what they were doing is making a statement they they were they were they were trying to make a statement at least um look there's a there's this ceiling right and maybe it's there for a reason and it's maybe you know like pg we've talked about this forever guys uh men versus women sports the salaries well the the viewership whatever all of that stuff it's it's everyone has their own opinion i just don't see what's the big deal in this statement uh, which which was hey let's just have this happen why well why not they weren't going to win anything they weren't going to do anything if if this this argument is still an argument i mean women are still there's there's assistant assistant coaches now in football so there's women in football so why not? Like, what's the big deal? But
3: I, I see that different, though, as women being coaches or taking leadership positions in sports. I think that when it comes to women playing against men, it's never going to turn out the way that it's supposed to turn out. Because let's take the top, like I was saying, the guys that are at this level are the top 1%. They're the biggest, strongest, fastest, most athletic men out there. Let's take the biggest, strongest, fastest, most athletic women. The guys are still going to be a little bit faster and a little bit stronger and it's just the way that it is. If you take those women and can put them against average men, the women are going to destroy them. But I think it makes us look weaker when you put us against again someone who is at our level but just a man. And I think then when someone sees that, then they're like, "Well, that maybe they're they're not as capable of being in a leadership position." That's, that's not the case. We are just as strong and just as capable as a man. But when you see them next to each other in a, in a physical activity, it makes men look stronger and better. And so people tend to lean towards them for leadership. Let's, let's stop making this a big deal. And let's start putting more women in CEO positions. Let's start giving them a chance to prove themselves. I think that's where we need more of that to happen. And I also don't like the fact that we make such a big deal out of it. Why is it a big deal? This should not even be a big deal. Like when you have a female coach in the NFL. Great. She deserved the role. Why are we blowing it up into like, wow, this is so shocking that a female is a, is going to be a coach in the NFL I'm tired of people making such a big deal out of it I think if we don't then it's like we're we'll get used to it being more of the norm that's just how I, I think a lot of people are going to agree with that because we should celebrate the big milestones but at the same time it's like that we should expect that that shouldn't be something that's so so rare that we have to celebrate it as a huge accomplishment that, that it should be something that's happening every single day
2: I believe you're right. And I believe that, to, that that this weekend, that's just one little milestone, right? And it's, it's okay. Uh, first in power five game uh, power five conference uh, to do it. Great. It's just another check. It's just another way. Look, it's just another message to my daughter or the, or, or someone else's daughter that, Hey, you know what, if that's your jam, if you want to kick a football, you can do it. Look, this is not, this is not saying, Hey, Let's get women in football. This is not what that is. It's it's that if you if there is no reason if you're not good enough you could do it. She's not good enough to be the kicker for Vanderbilt. She's just not. She's good enough to be the goalie for the for the, the for the title.
3: But that I think that's kind of why I'm not. Again, it's a huge milestone. It's great, and I, I think she did an amazing job. But I wish they got someone. Again, it was just circumstances. But next time this happens, I wish it was a kicker who could hold her own against all of the other guys and won the position because she was the best one out there. I I think you can have female kickers playing. I don't think that's a big deal. But again, for her just to not be as good as someone else in the position, it it just it didn't make her look as good as she could have looked.
2: She's she's like the fifth woman that's ever done this right she's like the fifth and then there's going to be the seventh and then there's going to be the tenth and then by the 15th maybe maybe that one can is 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 amazing and qualified and gets hits and hits back who knows but the 15th can't happen without the seventh which can't happen without the third and so the 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 idea that there's so much animosity and, and resistance to this tells you how much animosity and resistance there is for women in the in period an opportunity. Like if if people thought of, uh, that women and men were equal, then this wouldn't be a big deal because we all saw it for what it was. It was an end cool. of a season thing, and it was a it was a it was a social commentary.
3: Well, maybe if they didn't make such a big deal out of it and she just suited up and, and did her job and no one even said she's a woman. And, and then people were like, wow, that was a good kick, not even knowing. And then they're like, you know, that was Sarah Fuller and then did the whole thing. I think that's maybe the way they should do it because you go into it blowing it up into this big, you know, big deal and this big media tour. And it almost seems like it's a publicity stunt when it's not. No one knows the full story. The thing that people only see is the headline. That's all they look at. And most times people don't even take the time to read the whole article. So what if they didn't do that? What if they just suited her up? Fuller is her name on her uniform. That's all it was. She did her squid kick. It was amazing. And then they say, you know, that was Sarah Fuller. Did you guys know that? She did this and that and all these things. I think that reaction would have been better. I think it's the way that they go about it is wrong. And there's better ways to do it.
2: I think he might be right on that. I, didn't, I think he might be right. I think that would have been, a, uh, as far as marketing goes, I think that would have been a great idea. Instead of everyone standing up and this is a historic moment.
3: Let's celebrate it after she did her job. And I think then the women in those positions will perform better. And then guys, too, will have to take time, like a little self-reflection and be like, wow, like I was thinking this two seconds ago when I thought it was a man. And now that I know it's a woman, I'm thinking differently. Already they're going into this thinking, oh, she's going to mess up. She has to hit this perfect. She has to do this. She has to do that. And she's set up for failure. I think if they rework it a little bit and then also just not make it as big of a deal, I think it's going to be better for women in the future. And I hope that they do that more often.
2: And I hope, I, I look, I hope the next time she actually does get an opportunity to try for a field goal. Because, I mean, she was kicking soccer balls 45 yards through the uprights and that ain't that ain't easy to do that's a leg so I hope then maybe the next time maybe the sixth or the seventh we'll get a chance to actually kick a field goal
3: and they were saying oh why why didn't you get someone else to kick a field goal or, or why didn't you get someone else on the team She couldn't even kick a field goal because Vanderbilt is so bad at football. So bad at football. (laughs) They didn't win one game with a male kicker. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, what's mixing it up? Like, let's change a little bit. It's not like they were doing everything they needed to be doing. Like, they they sucked. (laughs) They couldn't even get her in position to hit – kick a field goal so she had to do the squib kick because they suck so bad that was the only option she had great point it's just it's just so funny to think about again i think a lot of times on social media people just make those comments to get a reaction or they think it's funny and they think that that's what they should be saying the things that they were saying about her were absolutely disgusting and i hope people think twice before i agree they comment online because she she stepped up to the plate when she had to and she doesn't deserve the hate that she's getting online. You can disagree with the way that Vanderbilt went about it. You can disagree that maybe she shouldn't be on the team, but saying that she should get raped or anything worse than that, that's that's a horrible thing to say to anyone. So think twice before you guys post a comment on social media, and always try to, you know, build someone up instead of tearing them down. I also need to get better at that. I think in 2020, I've become a little cynical and I tend <laughs> to take a quick joke at someone's expense. So uh, it's something that I am also working at, which Is weird because I've never been that type of person, but um, maybe I'll think twice before I talk about Bryson, or probably not, so (laughs) who knows? Do as I say, not as I do. Um, Yeah, as a producer, I'm like, no. (laughs) I know, and speaking of that, do as I say and not as I do, we're going to go into TNA after this break.
0: Getting ready to take on spring?
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, guys,
3: your favorite segment. Actually, I don't know if this is actually their favorite segment. I think it's Page Bears All is their favorite segment, which we haven't done in a while, so maybe we'll have to bring that uh, back for the next episode. But we're doing some TNA. Josh, what's our first question of the day.
2: Okay. This gentleman would like to know the following. I would like to know what are all the different etiquettes for practicing on the golf course, i.e. keeping pace of play, number of times to practice a certain shot, days of the week it is appropriate versus not appropriate, and so on.
3: I think it depends on what you're doing out there. Let's say you're hitting Uh, two different golf balls, or you're chipping and putting around the green, either be the very first tee time of the day or the very last tee time of the day. You never want anyone uh, behind you. And if you're the first tee time of the day, usually you have to wait on the maintenance crews in front of you. So that way it kind of slows you down a little bit. And if you're playing as a single, I recommend also playing as a single. That way you're not disturbing your playing partners or getting in their way always go out as a single and either get the first tee time or the last tee time if you are with other people i would say try to make a game out of it so they are included so you guys can do an up and down game or you guys can do something together um but keeping pace of play is the most important part if you just have a golf course that's always busy try to find a practice area that you can hit different shots I know there are some courses out there where they have like a little wedge area where you can go back to like 80 100 yards and there's a lot of really great practice you can do there but just do your research and try to find a course that will allow you to find different shots and practice and um, they have bunkers and everything you need so just a little bit of extra time with research and you'll find a good course where sometimes you don't even have to practice out on the golf course but again first tee time last tee time um, if you're playing with someone incorporate them and just keep pace of play and always just try to be aware of the people behind you.
2: I'm going to kick one in on that because I'm the public public course rat that apparently might be a slow player apparently apparent, allegedly
3: allegedly not allegedly
2: (laughs) okay well all right so as as pg knows my short game is absolute garbage and so the best way to practice for me on a course is here's obviously don't do it when there's people behind you and in front of you you got to keep pace of play but the favorite thing i do is you go at twilight you go where there's no way you're even going to finish nine holes and you grab a cart And you take a cart. And for me with the short game, I would just get on the first tee, drive straight through to the green, throw five, six balls out, keep looking behind to see if someone else is coming up. If they're coming up, let them through or keep moving. But that's the best way to practice on a course is is to do it when it's end of day when no one's going to you're not ruining anyone's full round or even nine hole round.
3: Or you can either skip a couple holes ahead, and so instead of playing one, two, or three, you just go straight to four, then you have as much time as you want to hit drives, wedges, approach shots, and also another thing too, if you are hitting wedges or approach shots, try to move around so you're not just leaving a big hole in the fairway, and always, this this is applies to everyone, not just who's practicing, fill up your divots and fix your ball marks Fix your ball marks. I'll say it again. Fix your ball marks. It's one thing that takes two seconds to do, and no one ever does it, and it beats the golf course up. So, always fix your ball mark. Actually, before we get into the next question, thinking of speaking of like women in sports and what we have to deal with, this happened to me at the golf course the other day, and I just had to tell this story because it just is unbelievable. So, I was playing with three other women. And I played professionally in collegiate golf. Uh, The girl I played with played uh, D1 collegiate golf. The other girl uh, went through the golf management system. She was a really good player. And then we had a newbie player. And we were on a par 3, and and this was maybe our seventh hole of the day. And there was a ranger who kept following us pretty much the entire time because he thought we were slow and we were holding up groups, which wasn't true. We were actually waiting a couple times because we could reach the par 5s and 2, and we could drive a couple of the par 4s. And so we finally get to this par 3 and um, I hit it really close, and the other two girls just barely missed it because it was a tucked pin, and so they were bringing their wedges with them, and the way that the hole was set up, the marshal was driving by, and you couldn't see the green, and he drives by, and he says, hey, girls, thanks for protecting the greens for us because he didn't think that any of us hit the green. And that's just another example of like what we face on the golf course every single day where he thought we were so bad that we couldn't even hit the green and he was making a joke about it and just treating us like we didn't deserve to be out there the entire time. And all we could do was just laugh and smile and say, oh yeah, you're right, you know? And that's just another thing that we have to deal with. But Just remind me because I said fix your ball marks and fix your ball marks, guys.
2: Okay. By the Marshall's way, not
3: going to tell you to do that.
2: <laughs> you're you're probably never going to get rid of those kind of people, but when he's a Marshall, you could probably say something.
3: You know, it's just it's not worth it because, I mean, I'm never going to see this guy again. I think he saw that I hit it to two feet. I was four under at the time. I think the other girl was, like, one under even, and then we had, like, the, the new golfer, but she was keeping pace of play the entire time. Um, but I have, like, endless stories of that. Not happening but i just thought that was a funny story i had to share with you guys lame I, know. I have
4: a second more you know less golf related conversation uh this is from chris would you rather be with a man that is muscular or a dad bod and why
3: um <laughs> i
4: like
2: go, more gen- mu- go gentle go gentle
3: okay. <laughs> i personally like more of a muscular build just because it seems to like fit a lifestyle that is more compatible to my lifestyle so I prefer to eat really healthy and I love working out and if a guy has that lifestyle but has a dad bought then that's I mean I don't really have a preference um but you know I like someone who's in shape and who you know like keeps up i it feels bad saying this (laughs) like it's a shallow shallow thing to say where i'm like yeah i want somebody who's fit and like loves to work out and cares about his body but that's just something that you know i've I've always been attracted to like someone's body but i don't dislike a dad bod
2: dude yeah uh, don't don't be so hard on yourself everybody wants fit like it's like we're we're all whether it's brainwashed or just real aesthetics that's Dad bods suck, man. I have one and it sucks. And I didn't always have one, so it sucks to have one and it would and it takes a long time to get fit. So when you're when you're on the trailing edge and it's a lot harder to keep it, it sucks. It's not fun.
4: I actually judge people who are like super cut harder than I do dad bods.
3: Yeah. Like, I could see that. Because like, it's like you know they're like kind of self absorbed and like they have yeah. to like eat their you know prep meals and they're probably taking like gym selfies and
4: Yeah, like if I'm like going to like Olive Garden and you're not gonna eat the breadsticks with me, that's just not fun. I don't need to know how keto's going. Like I don't need that in my life. So I like more like unassumingly fit is how I would describe my person, like I like it that I feel like they do. I obviously love to be active and work out and run, but I don't want it to be like beat yourself up. We got to be cut fit, and I'm gonna be the best, strongest person in the world.
3: So it's like, you like a, a like a a little mix. I I would agree with that because I don't want someone to ever make me feel bad about like wanting dessert or to eat, right. you know, like pizza cuz i i mean, i'm not like the skinniest girl out there. You know, like i love my cheat meals and i love to like enjoy life. So i don't think i could be someone who, be with someone who's like a health freak. But yeah, it's like they are they're like fit up here but have yeah. just, like a, a little bit of um jello to
2: <laughs> lay on okay, well, you guys you also, guys are being so kind right now the question no was, this is
3: me being serious
4: but
2: the question was which, which body do you like better a, a a fit muscular one or a dad bod right a, no,
4: I, mean, I think you have to fan. be you, you have to be specific though on like what you're saying like if it's an unhealthy dad bod it's not that attractive but when you know you're like hiking and like whatever i'm totally fine with a little dad bod
2: dude i'm just saying that i know there are women out there that that prefer the dad bod
3: a lot of women do
2: actually that's why i'm saying it. yes that's why i'm saying it answer the question and don't try it i mean because i you guys are both covering your tracks and it's understandable and that's fine you want to see be seen as understanding women but it's just do you like a dad bod or do you like a cut bod
3: Again, But it, for me, it's more the lifestyle. Like, some people just can't get cut, and that's just the way it yeah. is. And I think I'm really sensitive to that because I get critiqued on my body all the time, and they're like, well, you look like you gained weight. And then the next day, they're like, well, you look kind of skinny. And it's like, why don't you have a butt? And then I get a butt, and they're like, well, why did you gain weight? And it's always, like, going back and forth. Like, I just want someone to, like, live a healthy lifestyle and, if, and eat healthy. And for me – Like, they can't smoke. Smoking is a non-starter. And even, like, drinking. I don't like people who, like, drink a lot. So if they do everything like that and they still have a dad bod, then that's not their fault. Paige is – so if we're sitting down we're putting a survey, Paige is putting
4: cut. If I'm sitting down and I'm doing a survey, I'm doing dad bod. You are? Yeah.
2: See, I told you there were women out there. Okay, no, no, no. No,
4: no, no. No, Paige is 100% putting cut. I'm letting you know everything you're saying is you're saying cut without saying cut. Yes. Mm Tori only goes for number one draft picks and they don't have dad bods. Also a
2: good point. Also a good point.
4: football uh -uh. Football players have some of the most dad bods I've ever seen. It's so complicated and confusing. They're still very strong, but they got a little pooch or they got a little something and they're thick.
3: So they're not like... They're not all. They're not really like the most like cut okay. whatever. Okay, Tori, I have a question for you. So okay, I'll say cut, and you'll say dad bod. Wait, are you five ten or five eleven?
4: Five ten and three quarters. Thank you for asking.
3: Okay, so <laughs> would you date a guy who is under six foot? No. Okay. Well, date yes, date yes, date yes. Yes,
4: I would always say yes to a date for a guy who's under six foot, or six foot, but. My sweet spot is between six four and six six.
2: and Fair. All of this is but fair. But I said
4: okay to the dad bods. I know.
2: So you can't sue me. Look at, look at you guys. Look at you guys defending yourselves. You feel like you're being attacked. Paige hates dad bods. Tori I don't hate dad man. bods. Tori hates short men. Like, yeah, that's I, true. I, it's all cool.
3: that's true actually i was thinking back on all the guys that i have dated and not one of them has had a dad bod but a lot of them have been told you uh six foot so like it's not that important to me but a a good body is yeah
4: Page, we're not shocked. You were saying "cut" without saying the word "cut."
2: Just letting you know. I'm not, I'm just not sure. I'm looking on the bright <laughs> side or the dark side because I'm only five eleven and three quarters, and I've got a dad bod. So I don't know if you both absolutely hate me or I'm 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 a like a a possible for both of you. I mean, that's the thing. That's what we got to figure out, mm. right? I'm no J- Josh Demel, right?
3: Now, when you every time now we hear Josh, all we think of is Josh DeMel. I know. Well, so Tori My if, Angel. If so if Josh DeMel has a dad bod or like Chris Lung has a dad bod, you're like daddy full force. It, you don't care. You're even hotter to me.
4: <laughs> I don't know why, but it's the thing. It's the unassuming attractive. It's the unassuming fit. Because it's like, you know they do take care of themselves. Yeah. But if they have a dad bod, you're like, you got other priorities in life that I can respect.
2: So what about, like, Leo DiCaprio? He's got um, a, he has got. a dad bod. He's got a dad bod.
3: Totally fine. And he's under, I think he's under six foot.
4: So oh, no, okay. no, he's,
2: t- he's tall. Is he? Yeah.
3: So who, Okay. Like- tall in Hollywood is like 5'11".
2: <laughs> Agreed, but I, no. <laughs> Let I would, me look it up. I'm guessing 6'1". <laughs>
3: I, I think he's like five eleven.
2: I've actually met him. Yeah. I've actually met him. He seemed tall to me, but maybe I was just maybe I was just starstruck. Gabriel
4: height. He is. Oh, uh, Wi-Fi decides to be a little slow right now. Six foot flat, so that means he is five eleven. Yep. <laughs> Ladies, that means he's 5:11, six foot in a shoe.
3: Why do you say that? Well, because guys lie about their height. So if a guy says he's six foot, he's really five eleven. If a guy says he's five eleven, he's five ten or five nine. If a guy says Absolutely. he's five ten, he's five eight or five nine.
2: Okay, so um, I just if said... a guy says
3: he's 5'7", seven, he's actually five seven. And so then I'll... after that, or... that's where it... yeah.
2: Okay, so yeah. I just said I'm five, I'm five eleven and three quarters. So how how tall do you think I am then?
3: I think you're five eleven.
2: Okay, because I... I actually I actually was six feet and I shrunk.
3: That posture. Like, I don't feel like you'd lie, though. Because you know it would give you shit if you aren't actually. Hell
2: yeah. And then I'd say, how much do you weigh?
3: I don't feel like girls <laughs> lie about their weight
2: anymore. Whoa.
3: Is that a thing?
2: Whoa, in quarantine?
3: <laughs> Hell yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> if, if
2: one's a thing, the other's a thing.
3: Well, girls lie about their height. So if a girl is 5'9", she's actually 5'10". Or wait, no, the other way around. She says she's... No. I feel like girls
4: don't lie about their height, but they, will, they won't lie about their weight, but they'll go... Shorter. They'll um, say
3: they're shorter than they are.
4: Oh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like tall girls are in. But I feel like for weight, they'll go in for when like they last weighed, which will probably be like <laughs> last year. So you're like, oh, I'm this weight, but I haven't weighed myself since.
3: I don't well, feel like guys understand what how weight works, though,
2: we at don't. all. Of course we don't.
3: I think they always think that a girl is like, I don't know, like 110. Like, 110, 115 is, like, the sweet spot of, like, what a girl weighs. They want a girl that's, like, 5'4", 110. And that's just what they say all the time. But, I don't know. We love all guys' shapes, sizes. We don't discriminate here unless you have a dad bod and under (laughs) 5'11 for Tori. Uh, But, you know what? That was a fun episode, guys. I think we covered a lot of interesting topics. Um, We got heated. We We bonded. No tears. I mean, it was a good episode. Lots of laughs. It's a win.
2: Agreed. Fun to be back.
3: Up to the... Yeah.
4: <laughs> we, we got the Joshes back.
3: Crews back together. But again, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And we will be here next week.
2: Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
0: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
5: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing.
1: Oh, <laughs> love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
0: ski slopes. Let's
1: do it. Um, ten girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait.